0: Hi, I'm Dylan. My pronouns are he, him, your host for the Community and Unity Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida Peer Education Podcast. We are are a podcast dedicated to interviewing local community partners that work with or help with resources available to young people in the Central Florida area. Let me introduce my co-host tonight.
1: My name is Ethan. My pronouns are he, him.
0: We are discussing World AIDS Day Day, with our special guest, Tequila Harris with the Hillsborough Health Department. Ethan, can you start with some questions we have for Ms. Harris?
1: Sure. Ms. Harris, could you tell us about yourself and what you do at the Hillsborough County Health Department?
2: Hi, good evening. I'm Tequila Harris. I'm the early intervention consultant for Areas 5, 6, and 14. It is an eight county region in the Central Florida area. I do teaching, quality assurance, uh, testing. It's a, I do a whole lot (laughs) for a lot of people, but I enjoy my job and I love it.
1: We are discussing World AIDS Day today. What is World AIDS Day and how did it start? Sure, Uh, World AIDS Day is commemorated annually on December 1st.
2: We reflect on our worldwide response to HIV AIDS and its effects in the last 40 years. The theme for this year's um, World AIDS Day events were ending the epidemic, equitable access, everyone's voice. The goal for this year and the Biden-Harris administration is a strong commitment to ending the HIV epidemic globally by addressing health inequities and ensuring the voices of people with HIV are central to our work. And that's just a lot to say that we want to make sure that everyone is included that everyone gets treatment that needs treatment, everyone gets tested that needs to be tested, and that the medical playing field is fair.
1: So what is AIDS and how do you get it?
2: AIDS is an acquired immune deficiency syndrome. It is a condition that is caused by HIV. HIV is a human immunodeficiency virus. AIDS is a diagnosis given by a doctor when an HIV-positive person meets the criteria, some of which includes if their CD4 cells drop below a certain level or they're diagnosed with an opportunistic infection. Someone can be positive for HIV by having unprotected sex with an HIV-positive person. Sex is also inclusive of anal, vaginal, and oral sex. Needle sticks, sharing needles or other drug equipment with people that are positive perinatal transmission, which means a mom giving it to her unborn child, breastfeeding, mastication, which is also pre-chewing of the food, and very rarely, um, but we still have to mention it because it is still a risk, through blood donation and or organ transplant.
1: Isn't there a cure for AIDS now? I heard this is just an old person's disease, and it really isn't uh, affecting people my age.
2: Unfortunately, that's a common myth. HIV disproportionately affects different groups of people and that's known as a health disparity, but younger age is not a protective factor. According to cdc.gov in 2018, there was an estimated 36,400 new HIV infections in the United States. And of those 21% or 7,600 were among youth ages 13 to 24 youth are more likely to not know their status and consequently delay treatment. That's why it's so important for youth to be informed of risk factors, testing and prevention methods, such as condoms and PrEP or pre-exposure prophylaxis. And PrEP is a biomedical intervention that's used um, for high-risk individuals or people that are more at risk um, to reduce the possibility of them acquiring HIV. It's recommended that everyone that's sexually active from ages of 13 to 65 take an HIV test. And no, there's not a cure for AIDS.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Harris. Uh, now Dylan is going to ask you some questions. Oh, Ms. Harris, if you can get the AIDS through blood, if you can get AIDS through blood, why can't you catch it from mosquitoes, tears, or spit?
2: HIV is a virus. It's not alive, and it must be transmitted by the host, um, or you know, by the host living cells. So the mosquito doesn't inject blood into someone, but it sucks the it sucks it out through their little sucker, also called a proboscis. Um, It's not an adequate amount of blood in tears or in spit to theoretically transmit HIV. But if you can see it in the spit, then um, you can say that that's infectious. That doesn't mean that there isn't a risk for other body fluids, uh, but there's a significant amount of blood, like I said, in the mouth when deep kissing, when someone has poor oral hygiene or micro tears in their mouth uh, from brushing their teeth or eating something really um, hard, maybe like corn chips. it creates those micro tears. And that's just a portal of entry. So you can still be at risk for transmitting HIV and other STIs, but it's just less likely to occur. So again, if you have blood present in the spit or blood present in body fluids, that's not just a regular, you know, spit or urine or whatever else, because there's actually blood in there. And that's where we know is the
1: highly infectious fluid. How can you tell if someone has AIDS or even if I have AIDS?
2: You can't look at someone and tell if they have HIV um, or AIDS or not. And a common uh, mistake that some people make is they think that there's an AIDS test. Like I said, there's not an AIDS test, there's an HIV test. And AIDS is a diagnosis. Um, the only way to know if you have HIV or AIDS is to be tested. You can be tested at your doctor's office, the healthcare clinics, the health department certain pharmacies, and even um, community-based organizations like Planned Parenthood. There are also at-home test kits available for purchase at local pharmacies and retailers. Um, And a Florida resident can go to www.knowyourhivstatus.com to have an at-home test kit shipped to them for free from the Florida Department of Health. There are several different types of HIV tests. You have an orosure, which is just a mouth swab. And that's a confirmatory test. So that means that once you do that orosure, and it takes about two weeks to come back, those are going to be your results. You know those results. The next one is just going to be a rapid test where you use a drop of blood or a mouth swab, and you get your results in about 15 to 20 minutes. Um, those tests are looking for antibodies in the blood. So once HIV is in your body, it takes about 90 days or three months for your body to recognize that you are positive for HIV and to start producing antibodies. So that's why our immune system is so important. So it's very possible for someone with HIV to pass it on to other people and it not show up on any antibody tests. That's called the window period. And what the rapid tests are doing are testing your blood for the antibodies. So if you are acutely um, positive, or that means you were just um, seroconverted, or you just acquired HIV, your body's not going to have antibodies yet. So that's why we do our final test, which is the best test, and everyone doesn't like it because you know it's needles, and, but the best possible test is a blood draw. Um, which is the most accurate because not only does it look for antibodies or your body's response to the presence of HIV, but it also looks for the actual virus itself. So it looks for the antigen. It's a fourth generation test and it can see if that person is acutely positive um, or recently positive in the last three months. And that's the most important step to getting into care knowing your actual status. You can look up more information on HIV AIDS at cdc.gov, hiv.gov, and at floridahealth.gov.
1: Wow, that is a lot of information. So Ms. Harris, how can you celebrate or honor World AIDS Day? Great question. Um, You can talk to someone.
2: You can do research about HIV. You can attend candlelight vigils, free testing events. You can go get tested. You can take someone out to lunch that you may have not talked to in the past. And that's called reducing stigma. It's not just about people with HIV, but it's also preventing HIV. Um, And we have to know that HIV is not that death sentence anymore. So getting to know what HIV is and how we can help other people in educating ourselves, we have to understand that HIV is just another chronic illness that can be stopped, it can be prevented. And I think you guys are doing an excellent job by learning and taking the right step. Um, Most importantly, go get tested educate yourself and reduce stigma.
0: Thank you so much for all of the information, Ms. Harris. Do you have anything else you would like to add that you feel we may have missed?
2: No, I think we've covered it all. Um, We do have free classes. There's an excellent HIV 101 um, that's at floridahealth.gov about HIV. It's about an hour long in HIV 101. And it goes into more detail. So I would definitely say if you are interested in the work that we do um, volunteering at a local organization or even just learning about it, um, there are a lot of resources and educate yourself.
0: This is Dylan and Ethan, your hosts today for the Community and Unity Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida Peer Education Podcast. We hope everyone has learned how important worlds aid AIDS Day is, and we hope you listen to our upcoming podcast learn with our local community partners. Thank you again to Ms. Tequila Harris for spending time with us today. It was some terrific information.
1: If you would like more information on this podcast or would like to be interviewed in an upcoming podcast or, or would like to learn more about the Polk Peer Education Program, please contact us at Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida phone number 863-665-5735 or learn about our other services at plannedparenthood.org.
0: And on that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Community and Unity. Disclaimer for this and every episode of the show. The experiences and opinions expressed in this podcast reflect the views of the individual speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida or any other entity. Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida does not guarantee the completeness or accuracy of the content of this podcast and accepts no liability for any direct or indirect damage of any kind arising from or in any way related to the podcast content. The information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical, mental health, legal, or other professional advice or services. Beyond that, special thank you to the Planned Parenthood staff, amazing community guests, and peer educators who all make this show possible. See you again soon.